What's up, locals? It's Mike and Kenzie coming to you live from the 775. In this episode, we get bougie and boozy in Chicago. So buckle up, bitches. What is up, locals? We are back with a new episode. Just came in from Chicago this week. Um, Took a red-eye flight from Reno to Chicago. And a little bit about red eyes. They are significantly cheaper. It's way easier to find just like a direct flight because we hate the little stops in between. But flying in at midnight sucks ass, especially when there's a time change because you're getting there at like 5 in the morning and it's 3 o'clock your time. Well, normally that's supposed to be like good for people like to fly in because then you get a whole day but I think for us like we got a whole day and then some yeah it felt like two days <laughs> yeah. well it, it was almost three because I started work on Thursday got up once we were off it was like a full day of getting everything ready right and then our flight was at midnight like Friday morning and so we land in Chicago like Friday five o'clock central time yeah right and then from there I don't know how was the flight for you it wasn't that bad for me any kind of turbulence just is awful. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't stand it. Yeah, and you I have, know. <laughs> you have like a newfound adult fear. I do. Yeah. Well, it's because I just did not experience turbulence as a child. Like, I don't remember turbulence in a plane. Like, I remember it being just smooth sailing. You could sleep in it. I don't remember it being as bad as it is now. Like, for the last 10 flights, I would say that the turbulence has been crazy. Mm hmm. And I don't know, I, I, I don't know what it what it is. Back in my day, there wasn't any air <laughs> in the air. It was nice and smooth. I I don't know, it's different. And I, I kind of thought that it was because that they're, they're just taking more flights. Like there's more... Like different flight paths or patterns, whatever those are called. Well, I think that the airlines lost a lot of money during COVID. And so I feel like they're packing the planes. That's 100% And true. I feel like they're... They're just creating more flights. Yeah, I definitely think they're trying to get their money back because every flight that I've been on since the pandemic has been over, um, it's really fucking annoying. I'm always squeezed in between a couple wombos and I have no elbow room and somebody's sweating on my elbow and it makes me very upset. It's a little disturbing. Yeah. So I'm not a huge fan of flying in general, but I don't have that fear of turbulence because I've just kind of overcome that of if I die, I die. Mm -hmm. And hopefully it's over quickly. So that's, it brings me peace. Yeah, I don't think I'm ready to die. But every time I get into a plane, I'm I'm always accepting death. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? This is my time. Every time I get into the plane, I'm like, this is my time. And I need to accept that I'm going up to heaven and that, and that that's my life. I lived a good life and that was my life. It's like, GG, I'm out. Yeah. So we land and we Uber over to the Airbnb. Badass spot. It's like three stories. It's got a cool little rooftop area that we can play beer pong on and suntan Mm -hmm. and dogs can take a shit if they want on the turf. Yeah. Um, But after that, we went to Lake Michigan. And I don't know about you, but growing up like around Folsom Lake, Folsom Lake is always cold. And coming up to Tahoe, Tahoe is never warm. Mm -hmm. Truckee River is never warm. None of the lakes that I experienced as a child were ever warm. So I always assumed that that water is going to be frigid and it's going to be shitty to get into. Yeah. And so there's this like Friday morning swim club that we were supposed to go to. And it's on Lake Michigan at, I forget what harbor it's called, but we jump in and it's wonderful. Yeah. And also the waves are huge it's because a wave it's, pool. Yeah. 
it's because there's this giant cement wall. It's a giant it's barrier. A, it's a giant cement wall, and all the waves are crashing into it, so it just creates these, like, giant waves and a big wave pool. Mm-hmm. It was the most insane experience, and I'm like... I understand why they canceled the swim club that yeah. was supposed to be there that morning. <laughs> well, I guess they canceled it because it got too popular. Like originally it was like a group of seven. Right. And then on Instagram, everybody was like, I want to do that. Yeah. And so people just started showing up, which is why we were going there. Right. We're, we're part of that group, yeah. why it got canceled. And so they canceled it for the rest of summer because it was just deemed like too dangerous by the city. Yeah, I totally understand why. Yeah. I mean, even it's like, like five foot chop. It's huge yeah. waves. And so, I don't know, the water was like 70 degrees, so it was so nice. Oh my gosh, it was so nice. Yeah, that was probably the most refreshing part of the whole trip. (laughs) (laughs) Just because, like, when you, you know, you take a red eye, you want to, like, get adjusted to the time zone, you need to get grounded, and a lot of people, they'll take off their shoes, Mm -hmm. and they'll touch grass, or they'll touch, like, what, you know, just the ground, just to, like, actually get grounded to the area. And I think that was a really nice way to just get introduced to Chicago and be like, we're getting grounded in the water. Okay, also. And I thought it was an ocean. Originally, I thought Lake Michigan was the fucking ocean. It and might I, as well be. It was huge. Like, when you fly in, you literally can't see, you can't see an end in sight. And so you're literally like, is this the Pacific? Like, yeah. what? The Where Atlantic. are It would be the Atlantic. Or whatever. The, the Atlantic, the Pacific. I don't know my oceans, but... You think it's not a lake. And I think because I'm so used to Tahoe, Folsom, Berryessa, like all of the lakes that I've grown up going to, you see the end in sight. You can see the other side of the lake. There's land. There's land. But anyways, we get there to join the swim club, and there's no way we're bailing because we're already there. So we joined the swim club as ourselves, and our good friend Derek was our host slash birthday boy. He was showing us around the city a little bit. Mm-hmm. So we got to see a side of Chicago through his eyes because, and we only like dipped our toes into it. We didn't really experience Chicago fully because I expected violence. I expected chaos in the streets. What I hear about Chicago from like Drill Rap and Chief Keef yeah. and all this other shit that I subscribe to, way nicer. So Yeah, clean. Chicago was pleasantly uh, clean. Yeah. And I feel like, I was definitely expecting it to be a little bit more rowdy, rough around the edges, and yeah. it was literally the complete opposite. It almost felt like a gem in America, like a little city gem. We were also a little gem city. <laughs> a little know. gem of a city, that was. Uh, but we were in the north side, so we were staying in near north side, which is an actual like subdivision of Chicago, and it's really clean up there. Apparently, the south side is everything that I hear about in rap, yeah. and so I didn't get to see all, all those guys out there. <laughs> What like up, blood? What up, gangsta? Yeah. What up, gangsta? Yeah, we would not survive for a couple <laughs> minutes. I'd, if you dropped me off in Southside Chicago, I do wonder how well I would do if I didn't have like anything worth robbing, right? Like, oh, I would not do well. No, you would not. I'd probably get you get eaten alive. Yeah, yeah, and other terrible things. But yeah. So after our little swim club session, Love Lake Michigan. Definitely want to go back into it, but we needed coffee. We hadn't had coffee in 16-something hours. Right. And so we go to Coffee Lab and Roasters. I want to do a little review. Uh, give me your honest opinion. What do you think of, because we got cold brew and espresso, right? It's kind yeah. of our go-to order. Yeah, we usually get, you know, caffeinated and do both the espresso and the cold brew wherever we go. But 
I actually chose this place. I put it in the group chat and anything that says lab and roasters together, it just sounds like, oh, this is a legit coffee spot. Like the coffee is going to be dank. Like I'm super excited. It looks cute from the outside. It just, it was matching everything that I wanted in a coffee shop in Chicago. And so I was super excited and I was like, I need coffee immediately. And so we get there and outside is super cute, has a great little patio area and you get inside and like when you get inside a coffee shop, you can just tell immediately if the coffee is going to be good or not. Yeah, there's a vibe to it. There's a vibe, there's the look and I always look at their espresso machines and it was something about their espresso machines that just seemed like Pete's coffee mm-hmm. to me. And you can tell, like you you can just tell the difference. Like they have a decent machine, they pull a shitty espresso. Okay. Well, yeah. either way, it just it didn't look like how I pictured it. And I feel like because I just, you know, I've been in quite a few coffee shops and you can just tell. But I think that was the only disappointing part was I didn't love my espresso, and I would say that the cold brew was good, but it tasted like there was syrup in it, even though there wasn't any syrup. It was light and citrusy. Um, The notes that they had were like pineapple, citrus, a couple other things. It lived up to it. It was like a light roast. The espresso was very, very nutty and like chocolate forward. Yeah. And then it was high acidity. And so it was just like three things that I'm not a fan of with espresso. I want something sweet and like fruity. So overall, I'd give that coffee shop like a 6.4. I don't know, on a 10 scale, it's like a 6.4 for me. Yeah, I mean... It's not bad. I think if we're rating the aesthetic of it, the exterior, I'll give it a I'll give it a 7 out of 10. Okay. But if I'm rating the coffee, it's like a 4 yeah. out of 10. Like, it was really not that good. It just got me caffeinated. It did the job. But was I totally ecstatic about it? No. I, I wouldn't say I was ecstatic about that. Like, I wouldn't send my friends there and say, this is the best coffee in right. Chicago. Post-coffee, we go to Barry's Boot Camp, and it is my first time doing any kind of Barry's workout like that. Mm -hmm. I had seen some stuff online, and I was like, this isn't really for me, Yeah. but like, I also need to work out. I'm going to die if I don't. Like, Let's go do something. Yeah. Barry's was the most homoerotic. Like, (laughs) I was the only straight man within like a square mile, at least. And so everybody's rocking short shorts and, hey, what's up? Don't forget your towel. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The moment that you. (laughs) Like the the anxiety in that room of just you walking up trying to ask for help from the front desk guy. Yeah. And the sass. Just hold on. Once I'm helping him, give me a moment. I know. I'm like, oh, my gosh, sir. I'm asking one question. Hold on. Yeah. I'll help you in just a second. No, he actually seemed like he was on crack. I don't know what the heck was going on with him. Yeah, the berries workout, I would say, is wasn't my total favorite, but I really enjoyed the new experience because it's outside of the norm of what I usually do working out. Yeah. Like, I, nor- I do not run on a treadmill as fast as I can and then just go straight into dumbbell workouts. Like, honestly, it, that would if I had to do that every day, that'd be a nightmare for me. Well, if somebody programmed that for me, like if somebody wrote all that down on a piece of paper and said, yeah. Mike, you're going to be doing the following workouts. We're going to do 12 minutes of run, jog, sprint right. on the treadmill. And then you're going to go grab some medium weights and you're going to do skull crushers and some hip thrusters <laughs> and like look a little homosexual while you do it. <laughs> Stare yourself in the mirror and smile. Yeah, You're beautiful. I would look at you and say no. But when you have a flamboyant, angry gay man who's jacked screaming at you yes. and calling you like, saying like, 
I know you're sandbagging. Pick it up. Yeah. Like, he told me to get heavier weight, and I'm over here, like, sweating my ass off. Like, okay, all right. And I know now, you were dying. I, I was, was like looking struggling. at you in the I was looking at you in the mirror and I just could tell you were hating it. Like I, I was, was like, this is not Mike's workout at all. I was staring at myself on the treadmill, just like death stare into my own eyes. Yeah. And I was like, I feel like a psychopath and I don't do treadmill shit at all. I right. hate cardio for me isn't that fun. Like no. my cardio is usually jujitsu style. We're rolling around on the ground. That's the fun for me. Like when you run. It doesn't look normal. <laughs> like, look who's talking. <laughs> Little miss. <laughs> like you're, I don't know if you just think you're like 30 pounds bigger with muscle, but <laughs> you get so tight. Is it because I run with my arms like You out? like chop sushi while you're, you're chopping sushi. You're like, what, what kind of wasabi do you like? You like spicy or not so much? No soy sauce for you? Like you just run like little, little you're the little engine that could. Um, but yeah, the, I feel like I'm trying to work on my stride on a treadmill. And in yeah. the process, I'm like, I'm checking myself out and I'm surrounded by a bunch of dudes that are also checking themselves out. You just like, run like with a stick up your ass. Yeah. Like I literally could see it because I couldn't see your face. I mm-hmm. could just see the back of you. You know what's funny is when you're running straight up like I was, I'm bouncing and I can see like the skin on my face bouncing, but I'm trying <laughs> to stay fit, like torso straight. Yeah. I'm trying to keep that rigid and the rest is moving. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I don't run like that. I'm, yeah. I'm not built for it. And also, okay, so in the berries workout, the light is red. Like mm-hmm. it's not like a normal type of lighting. And you would think that the red light would be flattering on you. But I think. Far from it. <laughs> I think it like that shows whether you're hot or not is if you look good in red light. Really? Because I do not. So I'm just like exiting myself out of the hot category because I literally the entire time I'm looking at myself, I'm like, I see all my cellulite. I see all my scars. Like, I was like, what the fuck is going on? I look like shit doing this. Drop me down to like a soft Like, it feels like the mirror should be motivating you. Like, oh yeah, I look so good right now. I look so hot. And like, every time I was looking at myself, I tried not to look at the the whole picture of myself I was just trying to look into my eyes Mm. and be like get it bitch like come on you got this because in CrossFit we don't have mirrors yeah like we I don't see what I look like in CrossFit unless I'm recording myself but I haven't even done that so get distracted yeah so when I'm in this workout I'm literally like oh I hate looking at myself like I don't want to look at myself working out I just Mm. want to focus on the movement and I want to you know put my all into it but I don't want to focus on how I look Especially during interval training. If you're doing something where it requires like a lot of technique, you're focusing on like, how do I do a proper form for a deadlift, squat, any kind of like serious heavy movement. Yeah. You want to look at your form. Right. But when you're doing interval training and halfway through, you're like, I look like shit. Like that's more of just, that gets in your head. You start getting kind of like, it's distracting. It distracts it's very me from distracting. The workout. Yeah, and that's what I do like about CrossFit is that you don't focus on that and you you feel if you're doing the right movement. It's mm-hmm. not, oh, do I look hot right now? It's yeah. like, no, am I going to throw up my back because I feel like I'm doing the wrong right. form? Like that and so it's just such a completely different mindset and that's why I think I don't love the spin classes mm-hmm. or like the soul cycle and like the berries. Like would I do it again if I had to and there was no other workout to do? Yes. But I am most likely going to choose CrossFit time and time again just yeah. because, like, it's a, it's just a better workout for me mentally, physically, all the things. 
I think it would be really fun to sucker all of my friends into it. Like, hey, man, we're going to this sweet workout class and yeah. hype it up so much only to like, gotcha. Yeah. Like, Sorry, bitch. You already signed up. We already got your treadmill and your little 25 pound dumbbells. Get your ass in. Right. Uh, but no, it was a cool experience overall. Definitely not my cup of tea. Yeah. And uh, I, I would not want to do it again unless I was made. Yeah. Like if it was mandatory, then fine. But you know, okay, you know what I have to say is even though the workout wasn't my favorite, the smoothies, <laughs> oh my gosh. Honestly, that smoothie was a 10 out of 10 for me. Like the workout itself, I would say was probably like 6.5. You're not going to get jacked from it. I mean, I mean, okay, that I don't know because our, I mean, I, our trainer mm -hmm. was like our coach that day was jacked. You know why? Because he's probably running like four or five classes a day. But if you're doing one 45-minute class of like, all right, eh, eh, as many reps as you can for 30 seconds, go. And then 12 minutes of running on the yeah. treadmill. And then you swap that, you're not going to get big. Yeah, I mean, I don't I, I don't know the science behind it. I mean, I just, I, I know how I feel in CrossFit. I know how I look after CrossFit. That's what I like. It feels but good. It feels good. But you pump. know what CrossFit doesn't have? And maybe this just needs to be added to every CrossFit gym or just every gym in general is a fucking smoothie bar. Like that is what Barry's has going for them mm -hmm. is they have this delicious fucking smoothie bar. Well, they've done more than that. They've cornered the market on let's make a room where you take a photo in a red lit room. Everybody knows you went to a Barry's yes. class. It's an Instagrammable moment yep. on top of that. The entire staff, it's a cult. It's just like we talk about with CrossFit, Jiu-Jitsu, Barry's. That's culty. Yeah. Like there are people that is what they subscribe to. So they created this entire community where you show up, you snap a hot picture of yourself drenched in sweat in the red, you go out, you get your delicious smoothie, and you go, later, Greg, I'll see you next week. Yeah. And like, that's the community. Right. It works. It's a great business model. Oh, it's great. I mean, it works for some people. It gets you motivated. And I mean, whatever works for you, honestly, mm -hmm. I just, it doesn't, it's not my cup of tea, but their smoothies, I would just, I would go back just for the smoothie. Yeah, it was purple with vanilla flavors and granola. I don't know what you got, but it was delicious. Honestly, I should have wrote it down. But any of their smoothies would be amazing. Derek says he loves them all. Yeah, so I don't I mean, blame him. I do not blame him. Yeah. Uh, so after all of that fun stuff, obviously we needed a shower. We needed to eat. We went grocery shopping. We're not going to bore This you is still all. day one. Yes. It's still Friday. And after that, we're like, you know what? A couple of our friends are arriving. We've got a small squad together. Let's go to, I think Derek made a reservation for Raised, right? At the Renaissance Hotel? Yeah. So at the Renaissance Hotel, this is in downtown Chicago now. We're no longer on the near north side. We're in right. downtown. Booty hella brown. Um, we're in downtown, and the Renaissance Hotel, you go up to, I think, the fifth or sixth floor, and they have a rooftop little bar patio situation called Raised. And they make very good cocktails. Yeah. Very, very good cocktails. Do you remember what you got? Um, I got an espresso martini. Classic. And then I think I got an Aperol spritz. Take me through the espresso martini. What was good? What was it missing? Was it on point? Because you're always on the search for the best. Yeah. I think nothing will beat Barb America in downtown Truckee mm -hmm. espresso martini. Like nothing will beat it. Mm -hmm. um, I would say this was good. It was It was in a smaller glass, like in a, what, what would that glass be called? You You got it when we went to Banff. Um, it's like one of those. Not a, not a shaker, is it? No, is it's it like just a like a pro? smaller martini glass, and it's like it's just like miniature and. So you don't knock it over and spill it with a thin stem. Yeah. 
I don't know what that's called. I don't know what it's called, but anyway, it was in that type of glass. And then it had its three little beans and it was good. It like it, I don't remember it being like stand out. That makes a lot of sense. I actually figured out why Bar of America has a better espresso martini than anywhere else we go. When you order an espresso martini, what do you think is in it? Um, cream. There is no cream. That's the issue. In a proper martini, you're going to have, typically it's going to be like either gin or vodka. This is going to be a vodka martini, right? right? Bar of America uses a vanilla flavored vodka with an alcoholic based cream. And then they have a little bit of cold brew extract that they mix in with that. So they do put the cream in it, it which is it why. light and yeah. creamy and delicious. Yeah. yeah. That's the difference. So everywhere else we go, they take the cream element out right. of it. And it's very alcoholic. Yeah. It's, it's reminiscent of a martini. Because it's like a milkshake at Bar of America. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I love it so much. <laughs> <I know. laughs> but yeah, no, so I had that. And then the Aperol Spritz, that was by the time I was just like, you just need something, yeah, something light to sip. Yeah. <laughs> um, now I had a, it's going to be Mary. And it had like a guava juice in it that was so good. Ooh. It was amazing. It was pink. Sterling got one too. Yeah. It, I felt like I was at Berries all over again. <laughs> like it was just delicious. I had a couple of those and I was like, I need to slow down if we're going to go to a nice dinner. Because we were kind of dressed up for it too. We were dressed up for restoration hardware. Like let's just make that clear. Restoration yes. hardware is where we had dinner reservations. If you don't know what restoration hardware is, it's a very expensive furniture store that is it's, also a... It's more than that, okay? It's a luxury furniture boutique retailer. Mm, nice. And they sell leather sofas that cost as much as our rent for the entire year. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're balling, okay? Well, they have a fucking restaurant yeah, they that have you a... need reservations for. Yeah. Like, and it's called the Three Arts Club Cafe. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, very Parisian. Like, when you walk in, you've got the ivy vines, very stone and steel. Chandeliers. Yes. Chandeliers, very dim lighting. Hard to see. Fountain. Like, I was already a little drunk, so it was difficult to see. Yeah. (laughs) And then on top of that, it's dark. I just remember, I was like, whoa, wow. But, like. It honestly brought me back to life. Like, the food. (laughs) Because we got a little burrata. Burrata was fresh. It was so freaking good. Like That was the best burrata I have ever had in my entire life. And it wasn't just the alcohol no, either. It no. was good quality food. The yeah. truffle fries had actual truffle, like rich truffle oil. It was yeah. earthy. It was salty. It was what I wanted instead totally. of just like some bullshit off the counter. Here's a little truffle oil and toss it. Yeah. There's some love put into those fries. I think Derek ordered a rosé bottle for the table as yeah. well. A little rosé champagne. That was yeah. pretty good. I had a steak. I got a 16-ounce ribeye cooked rare. It had a beautiful crust on the outside. Yeah. So one of the ways that I actually look at, like, when you cook a steak rare, you have to sear it properly on the outside. If you don't, it's not going to be as good of a steak. Right. So when you take your steak knife and you scrape it over the crust, it's going to make the knife sing. You'll hear, like, a little ting, 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 ting as it's scraping across. Yeah. If it doesn't have that, I already discounted as a steak. It's not that good. Right. This had the perfect song as I scraped my knife across. I cut into it. It's a beautiful cold red in the middle. Yeah. And like a little warm pink on the outside. So not quite rare, but on the cusp. Right. A little chimichurri on the side. Very salty on the chimichurri, but it paired perfectly with just a steak. Wow. And so it's like, it's making my mouth water right now. Thinking I'm like ravenous. I'm like, did I get that? You had some. I shared it with you. I was like, hey. Because I remember, I was like, what you're describing, I remember having. Yeah, I made you try it because it was so good. Yeah. So I rarely order a steak out, but if we're going to go to a really nice restaurant like that, I expect them to be top-notch, and they were. 
Yeah. So. Oh, obviously. It's yeah. Restoration Hardware. Yeah. So they just knocked it out of the park on everything. That wasn't a total 10 for me. It was a 9-3. Right. Reason being, um, finding the bathrooms was difficult, and the lighting was very dim. I couldn't really see my food. Presentation is key. And if you can't totally see your food, you don't know what you're eating. Yeah. So. That's the only thing that they're getting docked on. But like before and after, even when you're waiting on cocktails, you can go peruse their entire store. Right. It's like three stories of furniture I can't afford yet. Yeah. One day. Sponsor us. <laughs> um, but that's that's kind of the the thing that I really enjoyed was just the bouginess that Derek brings to the table. Because I'm the type of person who's got a mullet. I don't really care about oh, give me the nicest place with the nicest wine. I don't care about my own presentation. So to have an expectation that other people are going to have a, you know, fancy presentation for me, I just, like, I don't have that. Mm -hmm. I don't really care. As long as, like, the food's good and, like, the experience is good. Like, I think it's the ambiance for me. Like, as long – and ambiance doesn't always have to be, like, fancy. Ambiance to me is, like, I'm comfortable, like – people that are with me are like good company and I'm in a spot in the restaurant where I have a full view like I have Mm -hmm. a view with it yeah well that's huge is we're sitting in the corner we can see everything you've got a little fountain in the center it's beautiful no it was a it was beautiful I'm just saying like in general I don't need like the fancy ambiance like it's just ambiances categorizes that for me okay that makes sense so let's fast forward a little bit because at this point, the night's gone on, and we're starting to wind down. Yeah, we yeah. Uber we Uber back. We Uber back, and we're like, ah, oh, our friend is going to arrive in like an hour. And we don't want to be rude and greet her with like, everybody's asleep at the house. Yeah. It's dark. So, like, should we switch to street clothes and go to a bar? And so we did. We went, so to, a we little, did. We went to a little pub. It was not that special. It was like a little college pub. Everything that you would expect with that, like yeah. pool table, Couple different like booths, a lot of bench seating. Yeah. Uh, we did some questionable shots. I don't know what those were. I don't know either. But I got a couple of vodka Red Bulls so I could come back online because it yeah. just, the day kept going. It just, yeah, this is still going. day one. Still like, Friday. <laughs> this is still Friday. It's, it's almost turning into Saturday. That's right. how late it is, but yeah. it's still Friday. So Karina lands. Somehow she, we link up with her. Yeah. Well, she came to the pub. I don't remember her dropping her stuff off at the Airbnb. That was the confusing well, part. Well, because she did that on her own. Okay. And then she came to the that was, pub. That was very respectful of her because <laughs> I would have called the night and probably should have called the night at that point. Yeah. But drunk Kenzie came out and was like, let's go to a gay bar. And then we went <laughs> to sidetrack. Yes, we did. <sighs> so for those of you who don't know, Chicago is home to a small subdivision called Boys Town. It is the oldest recognized gay neighborhood in the entire United States. And it's called Boys Town. And it lives up to the name. It lives. So we go to... It lives. It lives. It was living. It was living and it was giving. All right. (laughs) But we went to Sidetrack, which is a gigantic bar. It's like four or five bars crammed into one. I felt like I was just going through like a some kind of Ikea. Like you're trying to escape and you can't find the exit. And it's just one big loop. Yeah. So it's the gayest club I've ever been to. Oh, yeah, by far. Like men, rainbows, you belong here, trans rights posters, everything. Like I did not see any lesbians from from what I saw. It was mostly straight women, if there were women there, and gay men. Yeah. Fully just gay men. And some trans And then you and Sterling. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we we stuck out like sore thumbs. Sterling gets so quiet in that area too. I know. (laughs) It's so entertaining because he's just like... (laughs) 
I don't belong here. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Sterling. He's a good sport. But I happened to strike up a conversation with a couple of trans women, men who identify as women, and they were not very nice to you. No. Like, they were very, very forward with me, like, oh, honey, I could pull you if I was wearing my wig. I was like, no, no, you look like a man to me. Like, not to be disrespectful, but, like, I recognize you as a dude. You look like a dude. And it's like, well, I've been on estrogen for five months. And I was like, yeah, but the haircut, the the behavior, I'm saying no, and you're still progressing. Like, this is masculine to me. You're being a man. Yeah. And so we engage in conversation. I get to ask some not bigoted questions but ignorant questions from a genuine place of like I don't get to ask this a lot so I want to learn about what your life is like like what do you go through in the dating scene cuz yeah. hypothetically you like do if you're me. telling me you can pull me then I I feel like I have the right to also ask these questions which I took up space and had no problem yeah. asking so this one in particular this one this one person in particular <laughs> who identifies as a woman but looks very masculine um kept saying that like let me show you my instagram and so I pull it up. We're looking at it. I'm like, yeah, no, still not happening. Right. But let's pretend. Hypothetically, you find me, I find you, and you've got me. And we go back and I realize you have a penis. What happens in that situation? Because I'm sure that you've encountered that before if you're pulling straight dudes, right? And that's the question you ask. Yes. I yeah. ask them, what happens when a straight man who's convinced you're a woman finds out you have a penis? And the answer was violence. Mm-hmm. Like more often than not, one of them said, oh, I take it on the chin. Like, it sucks. And hopefully people are nice and we just kind of split. But I've had the shit beaten out of me before. And the other one's like, oh, that's never happened to me. And I was like, well, then you need to be careful because that very well could happen. It's also like, yeah, the energy that they're bringing mm-hmm. to the table. Like, I think for me, because I I just, disclaimer, I don't care what you are, who you are. But I when care you, who you are. That's the important part. I care who you are as a person if you become my friend, but I, I, I think like the premise of what I'm saying, I don't care what you are, who you are. It's like when you become disrespectful to me, I don't like you. Mm-hmm. And this conversation that you were having, Sterling and I were literally looking at you for probably 20 minutes yeah. and I didn't say anything cause I didn't care. I was just like, whatever. Like we're all having a good time. We're all dancing. You're chatting up people. Like I was chatting up people. Like it was just how the night was going. But that conversation seemed so intense for so long. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, I'm just going to go up and say hi. And so I go up and say hi and immediately I'm ignored, not by just you, but by the other two women. And <laughs> and I'm like, the fuck? And so you're like, no, this is my, my girlfriend, Kenzie. And they're still ignoring me. And I'm like, just being super friendly, just trying to introduce myself. And it's like, clearly you are saying that I have a girlfriend. This is not happening. You're telling them, no, you cannot pull me. And so... I'm just starting to think, okay, now some boundaries have been crossed. Like, I feel like this conversation's gone a little too long. Obviously, they want to fuck you. You don't. Like, this is where we can appropriately end the conversation. And I would say this if a straight woman was trying to come at you and wanted to fuck you. It's Mm -hmm. like, once you know that that's what they want, I think the conversation can end. Mm -hmm. So... 
I'm going over and I'm like, hello, hi. And the literally the only thing that they said to me when they did talk to me is, hey, can we pull up your Instagram? He's not showing us his. Like, I need to show him my Instagram. And I'm like. I didn't want them to follow me. Yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. I was like, oh, I don't have my phone. Sorry. And literally just go back and sit with Sterling. And I was like, fuck this. Like, I we need to leave. We need to go. This is not fun anymore. And so I go to find Derek and the bar ended up closing anyway. And we ended up leaving. But I was just like, like, it just I don't like that it was a negative interaction it was a really, with the trans community it was really negative for me yeah and i'm not i i haven't had a whole lot of negative interactions with that community but that one really just pissed me off because i'm like again i don't care what you do with your body who you are what you are but once it starts infringing on me mm-hmm. and like you're rude to me and you're disrespectful to me, then I don't fucking like, I don't like you. Well, that's you being an asshole at that point. Yeah. Like Like it doesn't matter. It's not about you like being a trans woman. It's literally you being a dick. Yeah. No pun intended. Yeah. It's not what you have between your legs. It's how you're acting. Yeah. The way that they were behaving was just completely inconsiderate and rude. Yeah. And that was blowing my mind. I'm like, how do you operate in the world acting like this? Right. Nobody's checking that behavior. Nobody's talking to you like I am where it's like, no, I I recognize you as a man, not to stomp on what you're saying, right. but you don't pass. Yeah. And that's that can't feel good. Like <clears throat> it yeah. was it was disturbing. So after that, um everybody was like, let's go home. We need to call it. This yeah. is over. And besides, we had a big day the next day. So finally, Saturday, actual Saturday, mm-hmm. we wake up. The hangover's not that bad, surprisingly. I feel like we didn't hydrate very well. I don't really remember how that... Honestly, I did not have a hangover, but we also slept until like 10.30 because we started getting ready by 11. We had to be at the boat by 3, and we had it to like was not eat a breakfast. Boat. It was a yacht. It was a yacht. But no, we... So before that, though, I, I think like we all came together as a group. Everyone's here by now, and so we're cooking breakfast. Like, this is the... This is the part that I really love about traveling with friends and you're you're all staying at the same Airbnb is you get to be a community together. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, let's wake up. Let's make coffee. I'll make the eggs. I'll make the bacon. I'll make the snickerdoodles. Like, you know, everyone's chipping in. We're playing music. Like, we're starting the drinking early. Like, yeah, we're hydrating. Like, yeah, we're like, we're getting the party started and we're all doing it together. And I think that that is what really kicked off the day for all of us to have a great time on the boat. The vibes were high at that point. Yeah. Everybody's working together. And we're also starving. So it's like, hey, make the eggs. You're responsible for like pour the drinks, get the mimosas flowing. Like everybody needs to be working. Everyone's just contributing to the vibe. It's all positive. And we're really all there for one reason. It's for Derek. It's to celebrate him. And so that's like cool too, because it's like we all love the same person. And so you have that in common. And it's like, I don't know. It was just a really, it was a good, it was a great group. Yeah. It was a great group, and we all became friends. And, yeah, anyway, so that that was the kickstart of that day. That was Derek's birthday. And we arrive at this beautiful, bigger-than-life yacht, mm-hmm. bigger than what was on the photos, at least. I was literally not expecting it. That's what Derek said, too, is we booked something that everybody thought would be smaller. Yeah. And I was like, wait, that's our boat? Right. Oh, shit. And so we all climb on. We're carrying this giant Yeti cooler. Yeah. It's big as fuck. It's loaded with, like, seltzers, tequila. I don't know what else. Ice and snacks. Yeah. But a lot of tequila. Snacks. <laughs> snacks. <laughs> but we had a group of, what, eight, nine, maybe ten? I think there was nine of us. Okay. So we had nine people. I think we went through a couple bottles of tequila. Yeah. Like, we went through a lot of alcohol in this span of time. 
Surprisingly, and I did. I had a sip of a White Claw that day. Good on you. I had more than that. <laughs> um, but this yacht party, I am 100% doing that again. Oh, yeah. So, we, oh, and we all wore white. Yep. Shout out to Derek for mandating everybody needs to wear white on the boat. I thought that was ridiculous, admittedly, um, at the beginning. And then when I saw how everybody was dressed and how it looked, I was like, I get it. It just contributes to the vibe. Like, it's just a party. Like, when you guys all can just coordinate, it's a theme. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like a, showing up to a wedding in a tux. There's right. a reason you dress nice. You're on a yacht. Yeah. Dress in white. Right. Like, look, look. Look the part. Yeah. Look yes. Part. Literally, look the fucking part. So... One of my most exciting moments on that yacht was when the captain disappeared. He went below deck and he came back with cigars. Yeah. And I was all in at that point. Right. I was like, I had my Speedo on. I've got my little like head wrap. Yeah. I felt bougie. I was acting rich, but I am not. I know. I and felt I like a, a celebrity. Yeah. And I was it, just like, what is happening right now? It was wonderful. And then we pull up to this bay. Mind you, it's still on Lake Michigan. Water's great. Sun is shining. And we're drunk. Yeah. And so now we can like dive off the yacht. They roll out a lily pad. The little... Do you know what a lily... Yeah, you remember the lily pad. Like Yes, I literally was like half drowning on this lily pad. <laughs> I It was like two inches deep underwater, but you're above water and you're just fighting for your life on it. Like yeah. it was... It, I, it was overall, the, the experience was amazing. And like diving into the water was so warm. I mean, it's like 75 degrees and like sunny out. You have the view of Chicago. Like you're in this Harbor looking over the entire city. Yeah. It almost looked like New York. Cause I don't know what Chicago actually looks like. Same. And so I was like, Oh, this reminds me of New York, but no, it's Chicago. Like it's a completely different city, but then you're surrounded by other yachts. Like mm -hmm. that was the cool part. So we, we bowed over to this little Harbor that was just yacht after yacht after yacht. And it's all of these people that are bougie as shit. And it's like every celebrity that you could possibly imagine looks like they're on that yacht, but it's, it's just, you know, regular us. people like us, the normies, It's the normies that want to act bougie, but all of us are like partying. We're having a good time. We're blasting our music. And we were literally there from three to seven. And I remember at the beginning we were like, cause you're rocking back and forth. And so if you're not good with, you know, uh, just what, like just being on a boat in general, like, yeah, yeah, getting seasick, I would not recommend booking this kind of thing just no, for there's, that. There's a workaround. It's called drama. Mean. you can get it over the counter. It's at Walmart. It's like five bucks. Oh, okay. Well, you that's take great. one of those like 30 minutes before you're good for 12 hours. Yeah. Cause there was a moment Derek and I were like, I know what I need and it's land and it's not <laughs> happening until seven. So we were, we were like yards away. I don't know how far, like maybe a football yeah. field and he's pointing at it and he's like, I know what I need <laughs> and it's over there. <laughs> yeah. And I paid for it right here. Right. It was so funny, but he recomposed himself and had a great time. Yeah, after. no, like, it, it was, that was probably like the best part of the whole trip. Yeah, like that I was a had, 10 out of 10. that was definitely a 10 out of 10. And towards the end, as we're boating back, like all of us are just on the front of the yacht and like, we're just cruising the wind in our hair. Like, you know, everyone's taking like the last sips of alcohol that are left in the bottles and we're all just like taking photos of each other and I don't know, just, it was like such a surreal moment. It was like one of those moments that you dream about, like with your friends, like mm -hmm. you're like, oh, I would love to have that. And it literally happened. Yeah. Like I wasn't even super close with any of these people, except for obviously you, Derek and Sterling. But literally I feel like I came back with like five other great best friends. Yeah, like, we made new friends. Like, it was just, it was so, such a cool, it was such a cool experience. Like, I really enjoyed that. So, for those of you who are wondering, should I pull trigger? Should I do something big for my birthday? 
plan it out properly, get the right people together, and then go hard. Yeah, and if you do go to Chicago and you want to do that same type of yacht experience, Power Charters is what it's called. You can look them up on Instagram. Maurice was our captain. And, oh, a funny moment about that, actually. I was waiting for you to say it. When we were doing our photo shoot on the yacht, Maurice was definitely giving off vibes. Like, he's, you know, he's a party man. He's a Chicago man. Like, you know, he's He's just... driving a yacht. He's driving a yacht. He was taking photos of everyone, but he really liked me and Natasha. And so, you know, he's, like, telling us to pose and, like, we're smiling or whatever. And Natasha's like he's probably going to jack off to these later because it's all on his phone, right? Yeah, like It wasn't anybody else. It, it was, was his it phone. It was his phone that he's like, taking. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah, we're like, wait a, wait a minute. But it is for his Instagram. Like, he he promotes the power charters, like his company, whatever. But he is like, he's smiling when he's taking these photos. She was like, are you going to jack off to us later? And he was like, oh, yeah. And we're like, like oh, my God. Direct honesty. It was like, well. Appreciate the honesty, a little oh, creepy, gosh. but you know what? Please take us back. Yeah, for the last like couple hours, I was just like, get Maurice away from no, me. No, I, I noticed you guys after that interaction stayed on another side of the boat at all yeah. times. So I appreciate that. That's yeah. good distancing. But. No, I was, I mean, it, me and Natasha were like, oh man. <laughs> but I mean, it is what it is. He he was a really good captain. Like he, he got us where we needed to be. He was creating the vibe. He took photos of our group. He was... He was awesome. And he even he even was okay with Derek spraying a bunch of champagne yeah. all over his boat. So I was surprised we didn't get in trouble for that. But yeah. you know what? It's your birthday, bitch. Drink up. Yeah. So I think overall, 10 out of 10 experience, um, power charters. Yeah. Highly I'd, recommend. I'd use them again next time we're in Chicago. Yeah. So Derek brilliantly realizes everybody is going to be way too saucy to be seen in public. Yeah. So he orders catered Chipotle back to the Airbnb. Right. As we arrive, we get there. I don't know. I think you guys went out on a mission to go get it. But yeah, I showered. I got ready. I came downstairs. Chipotle is laid out. I'm like, ah, shit. So everybody's oh, so good. stuffing their drunk faces with like sour cream and beans are just leaking out of the corners yeah. of mouths. The steak is good. The chicken's good. And it was like 250 bucks to feed nine people. Honestly, I if I if we had a family of like two children no if we had a family of four or five that is the fucking way to do it you literally cater chipotle for your family for the entire week and you can meal prep like how fucking easy is that and it's relatively healthy like honestly i was literally looking at this whole thing and i'm like i'm gonna meal prep chipotle from now on i've seen a couple of people on tiktok that do that it's like a cost-effective way of getting lots of protein decent carbs and everything's made for you everything's already made Yeah, yeah no it was like perfect especially for for our group and we didn't want to keep spending money and keep going out to restaurants so i think like that was the main thing is like we want to kind of keep it more in yeah the airbnb we didn't want to have to keep going out because we're going to go out again and we're going to spend money on drinks again so if that is if you're trying to keep it on a budget i would definitely recommend the chipotle yeah catering and it was it was honestly just such a fucking classy power move of like we look like trash right now. We right. just came from being bougie. Now we're hammered and gross. Stay and inside. Eating, yeah, we're eating <laughs> uh, So we composed ourselves after I don't know how many hours, but we had the house calls to go to. Yes. So we went to- I totally forgot about that too. I was like, what are we doing? And we're like, we're going to the rave. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah. We got these tickets to, it's a group called House Calls and they play at the listening room. Yeah. Uh, listening room is more like a dungeon or a basement than it is a music venue. Right. So you clamber down these stairs and it's a little odd. They're blowing, it's called Palo Santo. 
it's some kind of hippie wood. And they torch it to like... Okay, it smelled like they were saging something yes, in there. that's what you were smelling. And it. I don't like that smell. Like, oh, I'm pretty, I did not like it. It felt like the devil was coming it, after it me. It smelled like stank. It and smelled so. like the devil. Like, I literally was like... Because that's what I imagine when you're saging. You're trying to get the devil out of here. And like, that's what it smelled like coming down. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. Well, it was <laughs> Palo Santo. And they put it in the actual air duct. So all that cold air that's breathing in yeah. is also just charring and smoking the stick so that it's just like fuming the place. Right. And the entire time was like, kind of smells stanky in here. I don't <laughs> like that. And then they had like a newer DJ as the opener. And he's just playing the same beats, like trying to buy time between yeah. tracks. So it's you can tell he's new. At one point, he kind of fucked up and everybody was looking. I'm like, oh. And the music's back on. Okay. Yeah. But it was the same beat, just dun. Oh my gosh, I couldn't stand it. I was like, get me the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, it, I, okay, like back up house calls, like the the actual environment, if there was a good DJ and I was not as tired as I was, I would have loved it. Mm-hmm. But I think that we had just come back from partying all day out in the sun. Yeah. And we were tired. if I'm going to be partying like again at night, give me a fucking good DJ. Like, don't give me the same beat over and over and over again. So part of the other issue, we can't give them, like, an honest review. We can only review the venue more than anything. Yeah. We didn't stay for the closer. Like, the main act, we never saw. Yeah. We saw the middle, but we didn't stay for the closer. We didn't stay for the afters. And apparently, it's a way different vibe after that. Yeah. I just think none of us could keep up. No one could. We were all low energy. Everybody's like, I'm kind of done drinking. Like, I'm ready to go to bed. Yeah. Are you ready? And finally, we, like, wrangle everyone together. And it's like, let's go home. Right. Let's get some sleep. We have tomorrow, and then we're flying out. Yeah. So Sunday rolls around. Everybody is, at this point, still not hungover, just dehydrated. Yeah. Because we had so much time in between. Uh, but we go to Boy Brunch. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we, we had this little conversation. Explain to me what girl dinner is. Because I keep seeing it. I keep hearing it. Oh, like, gosh. what is girl dinner for you? Okay. So girl dinner for me, and this, I may be totally wrong. But I feel like girl dinner for me is you literally go out to dinner with your girls and you guys are all eating like one avocado toast together. Like, cause you don't want to eat, you don't want to get bloated. Like, but then I've also heard girl dinner be like, you're making the food all the time for the men. And so when you go out to eat with your girls, you don't know what to order. I don't like how that's no. I think what you're describing makes more sense. Okay, like, yeah. Like, so I don't, I don't know. That's I've just heard so many different things, and I feel like that's more of a feminist like yeah. girl dinner thing. But from how I understand girl dinner to be, it's literally like you guys are all sharing like a jar of olives and like a carrot with hummus. Like that's literally what girl dinner is. Is like it's this trend of like girls don't eat. Like that's how we stay skinny. Yeah. Well, I think that makes that yeah. actually registers is like I want to be a skinny legend. Yeah. So we're all gonna have, have a girl dinner. We're gonna go out and get cute drinks. Let me have a then, bite of burrata. Yeah, but we're and then we're all gonna we're nine girls are gonna share a burrata. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's I'm, the girl I'm drinking dinner. Dinner tonight. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we went to boy brunch at the Utopian tailgate. So that's at Second City on the rooftop. It's another rooftop spot. So uh, many rooftops in Chicago. Like there's a lot of roofs. Uh, I know, but <laughs> See, that is what Reno is missing. Roofs. Yes. Oh. Like, <laughs> rooftops. Yeah. Like, I I don't understand why it is so hard to have a rooftop bar anywhere in this freaking city, but that is what it's missing. Mm-hmm. Like, we need just a very fun, like, outdoor type of rooftop bar. Like, rooftop restaurant. It doesn't need to be, like, ginormous, but it just needs to be, like, just fun, like, cute dinner, you know, go on a date type of thing. Yeah. And we don't have that, but, like, every other city does. 
That makes sense. But Utopian Tailgate was, first of all, the name you. Like, that's like calling me sexy motherfucker number one. Like, there's <laughs> there's a gross tinge to it when you're calling yourself Utopia. Okay? Right, yeah. You are the shining emblem of the city. Chicago (laughs) Batman when they shine Batman's logo it goes to Utopian tailgate yeah no it fucking doesn't it it looked a lot like if an Instagram influencer wanted to go anywhere it's like bright colored painted walls you've got mirrors plants swinging tires everything is a photo op yeah it feels very staged it's there was something that was kind of gross about that well, the menus were sticky. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but like the first thing I notice is I, I have my fingers on these menus and there's literally like food and alcohol stuck to it already. I'm like, you didn't even have the time. Like, nobody is in here. Can I, nope. take a, can I take a pee break real quick? Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, okay. we're back. Sorry. So as I was saying, no one was actually there by the time that we got there. And they had been open for probably an hour, hour and a half. And I'm like, and you didn't have the time to clean the fucking menus. Like, and they had on. like four people working up yes. there too. So they definitely had the time and the resources. No, like they had they had the time to clean the menus. And so that to me, I was just like, this is gross. This is like, this is not my vibe. Mm-hmm. But it was cute. And like, as Derek was saying that day, like he didn't know if we were going to be trashed from the night before and yeah. partying all day on the yacht. So he just wanted something easy. And it was like, I definitely would say... there's no expectation to dress up for this place at all. Like it's Mm -hmm. literally beer pong. You can play connect four, you can play Jenga, like you can swing on the tires and just enjoy the rooftop. But I would say that it wasn't our vibe because we weren't that trashed in the morning. We're also not Instagram influencers yet. At least not like that. That's, that's like an LA, it was like an LA influencer scene. Yeah. And the food that we got, that's why it was boy brunch. It's like, right. Pizza, hot dogs, little chicken sliders, beef sliders, wings. Nachos. It was it was okay food. Like, it was Pizza Hut quality pizza. You know, the fries were fries. The wings were just okay. All the food was the like... The food was 2 out of 10 for me. It was I'm not going to lie. I had a bite of everything. Yeah. Because I had the bite of a of the hot dog, and I was like, okay, that didn't really work for me. So then I had a bite of the... The burger that didn't really work for me. Yes, and I was like, okay, which one is gonna work for me? And I had a bite of the nachos. Didn't like the nachos, and I was like, oh, this sucks. The food was literally there when you're drunk and you need to eat. Yeah, that's what it's for. Right. So quality wise, and then their drinks on top of that were like pre-made mixed garbage. It was like I was gonna get diabetes before I'd get drunk drinking those. Yeah. So sugary, just not for me. Utopian tailgate. I'm sorry, but you're getting like a four point something. Doesn't even matter. The only reason they're not lower than that, because our server was like sassy, funny. Oh, she created shit. the whole experience for yeah. us. Like she, if, she made it good. Yeah. If we didn't have her, I would have said one out of ten. But yeah. like she definitely she made it a four out of ten. Give that lady a raise. I never got her name, but she did a good job. I want to say it's Mercedes, but maybe I'm just <laughs> different stripper. Sorry. <laughs> I don't no. know. She looked like a Mercedes to me. So the afternoon's winding down. Our flight's at like seven. So we're like, we have time for one more place before we all say goodbye. Yeah. So we go to Happy Camper. Yep. And love that spot. It's like a millennial safe haven. Right. Um, it feels like you're staying inside of a camper. It's like a pizzeria plus fun cocktails. One Super of the, fun cocktails. Yeah. The, the cutest little drink was like a alcoholic coffee with a little donut on top. Yes. And you were like, I want that. And then I think you tried a sip of it, and you're like, I don't want that. Yeah, I ended up getting an espresso martini. We had so many different types of cocktails. Everybody got something different. We had the Aperol Spritz. 
We had uh, champagne flutes, champagne flutes, <laughs> espresso martinis. I got hammered there. Yeah, margaritas. Like we just had all different types of drinks, and I I was really not wanting to drink that day. I don't really like to drink before a flight, but which is I I know anybody that's listening to this, but I don't like to drink before a flight because I get super bloated while I'm in the air and my whole skin swells up. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I ended up, you know, that's just what my body did that day, but. We had such a good time at Happy Camper. I think we spent maybe three hours there. We were there literally until it's like, hey, we have an hour before we need to get to the airport. We got to go grab our shit and go. No, and our our bartender, he was so nice. And he was just like, again, it's all about the customer service, like the hospitality. Like if I am taken care of and that contributes to my ambience – Ambiance, my ambiance, my ambiance, my my ambiance. Then I am happy. Like it is, it like it is just a good day for me after that. And it was great service. I feel like everywhere we went, we got great service. Yeah. Other than sidetrack, sidetrack was like just because it was a busy bar. Yeah. But other than that, I would say Chicago, when it comes to customer service, has something in the bag. They figured that shit out. Yeah. Good job, Chicago. So we had a flight. We get to O'Hare. Our gate changes as we're at our own gate. Like, this is weird. You know, I see a bunch of people lining up, but group five should be boarding and it's not boarding. And I check my phone and like within five to 10 minutes, they had switched our gate to the other side of the airport. Yeah. So we had to run literally oh, a yeah. mile, like drunk. Okay. We're, Ugh. I couldn't find my fanny pack because it was on my hips. That's how <laughs> drunk I was. Like I was texting the group chat. I was like, Hey, if you see any uh, fanny pack at the, the Airbnb, like just ship it to me, I'll pay you. And we're going through security and then finally I'm like, oh, damn it. I have <laughs> it. That's how that's how intoxicated I am. And yeah. then figure out at our gate, we're on the wrong side of the airport. We got to go now. Right. And mind you, we've got like, I have a roast beef sandwich and my sweatshirt in my mouth and a backpack <laughs> on running, like running, weaving around old people, like move it, grandma. I know. And I'm spilling like the roast beef au jus on my pants. Yeah. And it's just like, I am a mess. And we get to our gate as our group is boarding. I'm literally, at this point, I have a nice sheen of sweat and roast beef on me. No, the alcohol was like sweating out as we were running. It was that, I have never ran to a flight like that before and felt like we actually might miss our flight, but I was literally picturing it. I was like, okay, if we miss our flight, it's actually going to be okay because then we can go back and we can hang out with our friends. You were saying that, like, I kind of hope we miss it. Yeah, I was like, I kind of hope we miss it. It'll be okay. Like, we'll figure out Maverick. Like, it's it's all going to be fine. But no, I'm actually very happy that we made our flight and we were literally the last people to make it on. Yeah. Like, I would say we were, someone was right behind us, but we were like the last three people. Like, when I checked my phone notifications, it was like, boarding has started five minutes ago. They're going to close the gate in 10 minutes. I was like, we have 10 minutes to go about a mile through the airport, and we don't know where we're going. It's just all of the signs Yeah, this airport is huge. It's big. And so we're running through. We make it to our gate. We board. I inhale my sandwich. Yeah. Like drunk, gross, sweaty, and just stinking of roast beef. I know. I inhaled my sandwich as we sat down. I was like, this is so good. (laughs) Yep. And then after that, it was like, okay, and we're on our way back home. Yeah. Well, we were we were sleeping on the flight for the first two hours. It was a four hour flight, and we wake up two hours in, and we're like, "Oh, I guess we're like almost landing." Because the time change hadn't happened yet. So right. I was like, oh wow, like we made great time. I didn't yeah. realize we knocked out that hard. Yeah. Awesome. 
I know. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I think we have like a couple more hours left. But you and I literally stayed awake thinking that we were going to be landing for two hours. Because it felt like every 30 minutes, like, oh, I see a lot of lights. Oh, no, that's Salt Lake City. Yeah. Oh, no, that's Vegas. Oh, and we're here. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was a lot of like, oh, is that? Nope. Nope. Still in the air. Yeah. So overall, I love Chicago. I feel like we got to explore like a five mile radius and I want to go back. I would love to check out Definitely. their jiu-jitsu and coffee and a couple other restaurants. I would yeah. like to go to CrossFit in Chicago. Yeah. Well, let's plan another trip because that was pretty badass. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And thank you, Derek, for making it what it was. It was amazing. I loved making all my new friends. And I would definitely encourage anybody, if you go, if you go on any kind of celebration trip to Chicago, honestly, I would recommend doing like 90% of what we did because it was just so fun to do with a new group of people. Mm-hmm. And highlight of the trip was the yacht for me. What was the highlight for you? 100% the yacht. I'm, yeah. I want to do another yacht. Yeah, I'm in my yacht, in my yacht clothes. I'm in my yacht era. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on that note, let's wrap it up. We got a football game to catch. Hell yeah. You and our football is back, baby. Woo! All right, back. we'll catch you next time. Ooh.